Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas. You're a weirdo. To the podcast. <laughs> it's the Jubble Bubble Crumble. <laughs> it's not even Christmas. Can we, can we just have that as our intro every week now? That's my welcome. Done. That's it. That's, a, that's, that's it. That's it. So this is it. This is our Christmas special. Jamie's asked me to intro it, and I don't know why, because I don't know what's going on today. He's literally just said, be here at this time. It's yeah. going to be Christmassy things. You haven't got a prep anything. Just turn up. So yeah. hello, here I am in my Christmas jumper. <laughs> now what? <laughs> we're, we're, we're all wearing our Christmas jumpers today. and um, What does yours say on it? Mine's, mine says get swifty, because obviously... Uh, uh, Rick and <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> gotta have, gotta have a yeah, a bit of Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty Christmas. Yeah, how's got Christmas trees on it? Um, and spaceships. Mate, I'm so obsessed with Christmas jumpers. Last a few years ago, I got a little bit overexcited and spent far too much money on lots of Christmas jumpers for people, and they were all just terrible and exceptionally niche. Um, but they were amazing, and everyone loves them. But I, I do love a good Christmas jumper. Yeah, well, I told I, I told you last time about my uh, Christmas jumper with the Santa beard, which ended up looking like a giant merkin, and I had to give him a haircut. Yes, you sent me the creepiest photo. In fact, if you like Christmas jumpers and um, want to appreciate my appreciation of Christmas jumpers, I did post a little video on our Instagram and Facebook on you Christmas did. Jumper Day, celebrating all of my many Christmas jumpers. I was I was suitably impressed with the amount of uh, Christmas jumpers that you that you that you own. But anyway, so yes, this is the Christmas special. Do you know that we have to date done twenty one episodes of the JBC? That's what we're calling it now. Mm, oh so this is episode twenty two. Yeah, you you can remember that one, can't you, Jamie? I can, yeah, because my brain my brain is small. <laughs> and I I twenty one. And I try I try not to uh, I try not to stumble over the words if I if I shorten it. But yes, 21, 21 thus far, and we thought for oh. Christmas we very much had to look at a Christmas lifestyle magazine. Um, now, Woo. for those of you who have listened. Previously, uh, we we've done two full seasons of lifestyle magazines, which were essentially rather smutty magazines, and then we did. It was just it porn. Was. Let's don't try and dress it up as anything else, porn. Jamie. It was just it porn. was porn. It was filth. But anyway, so um, so we we tried on Halloween to do something a little bit different. So we went for a Hammer mm-hmm. horror magazine, and uh, what were your thoughts on that magazine? <laughs> god just kill me it was so boring we got we were both there going i can't even think of one challenge to set from this awfulness it's just if you like film sets and background information i'm sure it was very interesting but for people that were looking for just like naked halloween sexy interest not the place no, to go no i think we managed to make the best of a bad situation we certainly um, did. I mean, yeah. I somehow ended up dragging Timmy Mallet into my challenges to try and spice things up. That's how bad it got. <laughs> we were still suitably impressed, but anyway. So, we thought for um, for 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 this episode, um, we're going to em- em- like open another magazine, another lifestyle magazine, a Christmas magazine. Now, <laughs> the thing is, we're just doing this as a one-off special, so we're not going to we're not yeah. going to put these over uh, over ten episodes. Uh, like we have previously, but I just happened to pick up what was probably one of the chunkiest 
magazines I have got oh so my far. God, yeah, that is hefty. It is. It's a big wedge of a magazine. It's two, two over two hundred pages. That's almost more of a book. Yes. Like that's the thing. You could stand on that to kiss someone, like in a yellow pages style. Yes, you could. Well, an old school yellow pages. That's probably bigger than a modern yellow pages. Very much so. Yeah. So so. But anyway, so I thought right, we'll go for what we like and what we know and what we know you guys like as well. So um, we're going back into the 80s. Um, so season, okay. season season two saw us in the 80s. Um, uh, season one saw us in the 70s. Um, mm-hmm. So I thought I would do an amalgamation of both season one and season two. And ladies and gentlemen, okay. it's volume 21. It's number t- It's number 12. It's the win. It's the winter of 1986. Ooh. I introduce to you Mayfair's Christmas Edition. Oh, <laughs> so I feel like I'm revisiting an old friend. Yes, Coming back to Mayfair. That's it. That's it. Maybe maybe they'll all still be in here. You know, just 13 years older than they were last time. Oh, it's like well, Christmas. Is, yeah. is Veronica going to be there? <laughs> he's hoping, he's hoping. But anyway, so if I, if I read very briefly on the uh, on the front uh, cover, it says, Over 200 pages, 10 Christmas crackers, 40 more of your favourites, plus features, fiction, and lots of fun, uh, including various other bits and pieces. Now, I'm going to be honest with you, for a, for a Christmas publication, um, th- there is very little Christmas in here. There's just a lot of, there's a lot of boobs. Um, I mean, we're talking, you know, 40, okay. 40 pages of just a variety of ladies. Oh. Yes, in, in different Jesus things. Christ. And this is it is quite swanky. Jamie's just flicking through the magazine and it is just tits after tits after tits. It is, it is. Are they even, are they even Christmas tits? There, there aren't many Christmas tits. Like, they, just... I mean, this the thing is, the, the thing that's <laughs> yeah. sort of... Christmas tits. <laughs> the thing that's... I'm just imagining, like... Like in, uh, in in Love Actually, when he's got the art gallery and there's like all the pictures that have just got the people with the little tiny Christmas hats over their nipples. That's what I'm imagining now as Christmas tits. <laughs> <laughs> just little tiny hats over the nips. <laughs> well, they, they haven't. I don't think they've even really tried very hard because you've got Carol in here, who I can only just say, say is um, kind of dressed up as Mary Poppins. Um, dressed up as Mary Poppins okay. here, right? So she's wearing a hat. Oh. And she's got an umbrella, very much like Mary Poppins. And yes. it says, it says of Carolyn, Christmas is a time for wild parties, funny hats, eating and drinking to excess. It's when everyone lets their hair down, except Carolyn Barnes, that is. And then... <laughs> I'm so glad we got an article about her. Look how it's like, oh, Christmas is all about her being wild and crazy. Not Caroline. Let's write a story about no. her in a sexy magazine. <laughs> She's just she's ridiculous hats. <laughs> she's wearing hats and it's very summery hats as well. So they're not even Christmas hats. No, no. So oh, that's amazing. What what a person to write a story about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then she she does the obligatory thing of just taking her clothes off as they as as they always do. But anyway, oh, yeah. um, yeah, going through this, not a lot of Christmas. However, there is a Christmas oh. story. There is a Christmas Yay! story. I feel like I 
wife should be wrapped up in bed with a, a hot chocolate and like, Daddy, Daddy, tell me a story. Yes. <laughs> Maybe not this kind of story, mm. though. <laughs> it's not good. This one, this one, this one does not start. It was the night before Christmas and all round the house. <laughs> No. Nothing was stirring. Because <laughs> there's going to be stirring. Okay. There's going to be stirring. There's going to be quivering. There's going to be there's going to be wobbling. Oh. There's going to be wobbling menacingly. Yes, there's going to be lots of lots of that. No, I can't remember. Was there was there really a style guide for Mayfair? Because obviously, like with the last ones we're looking at in experience, there was a super style guide for all of their erotic stories. So we had there yes. had to be the word globes. There had to be also often the word like juice. There's lots of cream. I don't want to even say it. But like there was a lot of a lot of anal. There was a lot of butt fun yes. in all of those magazines. Oh, and strap-ons. That seemed to be the formula for every single story. But I don't remember that being the same for Mayfair. Yes. So this could go anywhere. No, no. I mean, and I, I, I would say that the. This probably is a is is a story that the whole family. I was going to say the whole family could enjoy, but that's clearly not the case, is it? Um, we, we we'll see we'll see if we can. <laughs> can they? <laughs> what we could do, what we could do is we could see as as we go through this, we we will work out as to whether they have actually worked with style guys here. So, without further ado, okay, ladies and gentlemen. We shall be reading from today's story, which is called Old Time Christmas. What would you hasten a guess before I start reading it? It, it? It's about. I mean, I I would like to think it's not going to be a story about like a really old wrinkly man that's like With pendulous testicles. I, well, I don't know, but also it could be like a nice little Christmas gift for him getting a bit of nookie, and there's no reason that shouldn't be a thing. So mm. maybe it would be nice for him to get his jollies. Um old time Christmas. But there weren't like old times, but they think of like cowboys and stuff. I don't really know why. It's not very festive. Um old time Christmas. Is it a story to do with Santa Claus? Is it like a wife having an affair with Santa? Santa porn. Oh, Santa porn. I don't know. I'd like to say I would like to say you're even oh. you're even slightly close, but you're not. Um, because oh, <laughs> we're, we're talking we're talking androids. Yes, yes. Because oh, my- <laughs> nothing says Christmas like androids. That picture. There's a picture of a kind of naked android lady that's all in otherworldly blues. That is not where I was expecting this to go. <laughs> Mm, the Christmas Android story. She Please looks rather good. One, Jamie. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I know that's the one you've been waiting for. Okay, so it says. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it says, "I am your present," said the Android, a total pleasure machine, with its wide <laughs> hips and hair. It was the oddest robot Hugo had seen. But what did present mean? That curious word from the past. Yes. So, I love this already. I've already, I've already got a feeling that this is going to be an incredibly pretentious story as well. So yeah, let's let's dive in. Let's dive in. We like we like let's pretentious do it. stories. Let's do it. Yeah. 
We like it also says, it gives opportunity for you to expand on your accent and voice repertoire, which we always enjoy. So yeah, I'm excited to hear more you, of the lady you know, android, Jamie. <laughs> I was gonna say she sounded very very much like Richard Iowardi doing Moss from the IT crowd, actually. But uh, I'm, I might keep that voice now. I might keep that voice. But that's stuck I'm in my head. I'm gonna visualize that the whole way through now. In his lady slacks. Yeah. Richard <laughs> With Richard oh, Iwadi's okay, voice. Come at me, Christmas, I'm ready. <laughs> okay. Returning from work, Hugo thumbed open the door to his room and went inside. It was good to be back, as always, but he was glad he decided to work this week. Okay, right, we'll, we'll continue. I don't even really know what that sentence means. <laughs> to work like you just opt in and out normally <laughs> i think i'll go to work this week what are you about yeah. it had been quite it had been quite an interesting job pressing the red button whenever the red light came on and the green one when the green light showed i think he maybe it's a bit special what? do you think this is a real job or do you think it's just you what? know We'll send Hugo, he can What's press the green light. Job? Now, please sit, yes, sit here, Hugo. Every time you see that light come on, what do we do? We press that kind of... But what job is this? What is he doing? <laughs> oh, Hugo. Oh, dear. He goes, he hadn't made too many mistakes. <laughs> here we go. Pressing a red button <laughs> and making mistakes is always a dangerous thing, isn't it? But, you know... <laughs> And it goes, and the Android standby had always corrected them. Too many people these days neglected their role in society, choosing a totally parasitic and selfish life. As I said, we thought it might go a bit pretentious, and it's definitely quite yeah. pretentious so far. <laughs> Love it. It goes, but having, but <laughs> having done his one hour's labour... One hour's labour? That's not a work that's not a working week. One hour's labour. Jesus Christ, Hugo! Oh, he's definitely You haven't got the time off. You don't deserve this. No, take no. his Christmas holiday away. <laughs> it goes. Uh Hugo had paid his debts for the forthcoming ten days. Now he deserved some relaxation and pleasure. He glanced over at the wallen in the corner. No, he One... hadn't. <laughs> no, he hadn't. <laughs> I, I like your interjection. Uh, wondering whether to have a quick one now. Sorry. <laughs> Here we go. Um, he was oh. sorely tempted. Okay. And he could always use it uh, again later. Now, I don't know what this Wallen thing is, and I don't know what they're saying when you can use it later. Um, but I'm no. feeling like Hugo's a bit of a dirty boy. So mm. we will read on. He tried to ration his use of the machine, <laughs> saving it up his allotted time. Others, he had heard, were so dependent on the equipment that they used up their daily allowances all at once, as soon as the new burst of energy was fed in. If he waited, postponed the pleasure, then the sensation would seem so much the greater by its very anticipation. And by not using it now, he could spend more time later. There was a time limit to wow, how much power could be stored in the machine. Two days ration at the most. 
this is boring, isn't it? This is really unsexy. Come on, Hugo, stop over explaining stuff. The chap, the chap who's written this. I mean, we need to get to the. We've got to make sure we understand everything, though, Jamie, with the, the green buttons yeah. and the red buttons. Like, it's a difficult thing to get your head around all of this story. It is, so isn't far. it? This this, fu- this futuristic world. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it goes... Uh, it goes... Yeah, that was because it was Ooh, dangerous. <laughs> because that was because it was dangerous to use the equipment for too long or at too high a rate. The brain could take it, but the body couldn't. And under the influence of the Wallen, the brain tended to forget all about the body, losing itself in a world of mental ecstasy. Oh, God. oh right. I think I do need a drink. Hang on. Mm. Mm. Mm, science. Right. Here we go. Reluctantly, what? Hugo what's the looked. What's contraption again? The Wallen. But we'll, we'll wait and find. We'll wait and find out what this is. It goes reluctantly. Hugo looked away from the Wallen. He walked to this console on the food hatch, wondering what was on today's menu. But before his fingers reached the buttons, he looked back, first to the three V, then over to the Wallen again. It wasn't every day that he went to work, and he should not deny himself some immediate reward for his industriousness. He worked for an hour pressing fucking buttons to green and red lights. That's... Okay. (laughs) (laughs) There was plenty in reserve for another session later. His pulse already increasing with the promise of what was to come, Hugo walked over to the Wallen. The machine was the head of the bed, nothing more than a half-metre black plastic cube. Uh, okay. Um, the controls consisted of two simple dials, intensity ranging up to ten, and duration from one minute to five. Right, I can see this definitely. <laughs> this is definitely this is definitely a man man centric story, isn't it? We can already tell. Um, apart from that, okay. there okay. was the on there was the on off switch. Now we know he's good at yeah, pressing buttons and off. In the- this is what they were, were picturing as like a sex robot looking like. Yeah. <laughs> it goes, uh, the on switch had a 30 second delay to give the user time to lie down and pull on the helmet. The helmet cut off all external perception, leaving I'm sorry? one. Pull on the helmet! <laughs> on goes the helmet, and uh, here goes the story. Um, well, that's when you know it's getting serious. Yeah, yeah. Mind you, I'm saying that it's like one of those VR helmets, isn't it? I think you know. Maybe they do know the future. Ooh, there we go. Oh, I guess. Oh, I guess so. I was thinking of helmet as like a hard hat helmet. Like it's going to get really fucking oh, intense, you? and you need to have a protective hat on. Maybe it is like a helmet, like a, <laughs> a <laughs> VR thing. Don't know. Each to their own. You're- you know. Yeah, you're just thinking you're like Bob the Builder, aren't you? Sort of jumping into bed with a, a hat on. Okay, fair enough. Um, the helmet yeah, cut off the that's, that's, where, that's where my head went. <laughs> it says, Hugo chose a two-minute duration at grade six, then flicked on the switch. He lay down on his on his bed, pulling the helmet over his head. Even the sound of his own breathing ceased. Oh, God. <laughs> 
Hugo's died. <laughs> Hugo's like, I'm going to put this helmet up. Oh, oh, dear. Um, <laughs> he, he knew the general principle of how the machine operated. Electrical pulses from the Wallen were passed via the helmet directly to the pleasure centers of the brain. Ooh, it's sexy science. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sexy science. <laughs> but he didn't really care. All, all that mattered was that it worked. Although Hugo had tensed himself, the beginning always caught him unawares, slowly building up and suddenly overwhelming him with a crescendo of hedonistic delight. The level of gratification quickly reached its peak, then steadied itself at the same level of utter sensuality, the pure, refined essence of pleasure taken in directly by the brain, unfiltered by such crude physical senses as touch or taste, sight or smell. There's a lot of explaining going on here. What? I'm so kind of ready for just a thing. So there's mm. no physical touching aspect to it. You just put on the magic helmet. The helmet. And it's just away with the sex fairies. Okay, sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is magic. Yeah. <laughs> Ding. Right, so let's have a look. Hugo felt as though he was floating bodiless, carried along on an ocean of total delight, which appeared to last an eternity. Then it stopped, far more abruptly than it had begun, and two minutes now seemed to have um, uh, passed in a flash. Quickly, Hugo removed the helmet and opened his mouth wide to suck in deep gulps of air. He was tempted to switch the wallen back on again, but it would make no difference. That was, that was the trouble with the device. It was great... Um, to look forward to fantastic while it was on but immediately afterwards there was a feeling of frustration <laughs> he's had his two minutes he's had his two minutes right here we go um, shame. frustration and shame that's what you're left with hugo <laughs> it made no difference whether the machine was um on at maximum for the longest duration because there was always the sense of disappointment at not reaching the ultimate culmination oh i see where it's going something was lacking but Ooh. he'd no idea what it could be and where Wait, he'd so it, almost reached because he'd never get there. there gets you kind of there it's like a oh i feel like the worst ooh. sounding sex machine ever just like oh yeah. big build up gets you do, 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 do. oh sorry no it's like someone dangling a chocolate bar in front of your face and then unwrapping it and then being like ah no Naughty. It's precisely like that. Precisely like that. And I'm, I'm, I'm imagining in this um, futuristic world that physical touch is a forbidden thing. And I'm wondering if that's where this is going. But uh, the writer Maybe. has now spent the best part of a whole page um, just trying to tell us about this really futuristic world that um, we can oh, look forward to. Probably in 2015. And... Um, I'm feeling this isn't Back to the Future Part 2. But anyway, let's continue and find out where it goes from here. He lay where he was recovering, waiting for his heartbeat to slow to normal. Already the sense of unfulfillment was beginning to fade, as it always did. 
he was aware that next time he'd be anticipating the session just as much and again finally feel cheated. Was it the same with everyone or only him who felt this way? Oh, it's the... It's it's not you, it's me. It's the... That oh, doesn't happen. It's not... It, oh, it's, it, this This doesn't happen to me all the time. That's what <laughs> but, Hugo's saying. an android. No. <laughs> oh, Hugo. He, he was roused into activity by the buzzing of the hello, of the hollow. He stood up and crossed the room, depressing the button on the 3V to receive the call. Merry Christmas, Hugo, said the shape which materialised in front of him. It was Nebula. He might have known she was the person who called to say um, to say holo most often. Oh, so in the future people say holo, not hello. <laughs> well, you know, when hello. in Rome. Also Nebula, she's like the most the most stereotypical futuristic name ever. It is, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Nebula. Nebula. Yep. The female was Hold an eccentric. Can we, can we greet her like that from now on? Just holo, yeah. Jamie. Holo. <laughs> Hello, to- hello, Tor. Hello. I, I can press a red button. <laughs> okay, so it goes. <laughs> the female was an eccentric, and Hugo didn't really like um, to be associated with her. They'd met by chance at work a while ago, discovering that they lived in the same dwelling block. Soon after, she'd come around to visit Hugo and tried to enter his room! Exclamation mark. Oh, Nebula. You naughty girl. <gasps> Another time... Nebula, you fool, <laughs> little minx, you. <laughs> Another time, she'd brought him some food, which she claimed to have cooked herself. And when she handed it to, it to him, he had dared to touch his... Uh, she had dared to touch his hand. Ooh. She's a bit fresh as well. And she's pretending that uh, holographic food was made by her own bare hands. Impressive stuff. I'm already impressed. Wow. Um, as he looked in, uh, <laughs> as he looked at her three-dimensional image, he remembered her pretext for the food. She had said it was uh, was for his birthday. Although, how could anyone know when they had been born? Her excuse was that everyone had a birthday once a year, so it was about time Hugo had what one. What is this world? I know. I think it's trying to be a bit sort of brave new worldy and. People are made in test tubes. I know they may maybe in factories. I don't know. Like, I I just want to. I just want to point out though. To decide to take away from people. Yeah, I'm feeling decidedly unChristmassy so far. So I'm really hoping that there's going to be a reindeer or something in a minute because this old time Christmas malarkey seems to just involve really bad science so far. Not one Christmas tree, not one stocking. This is like no. an anti-Christmas story. Why is this in this magazine? Christmas special. <laughs> Let's have a really sad futuristic story with literally zero Christmas. That's festive. We'll, There's not we'll been put one Christmas. sleigh bell ringing, Jamie. I'm not feeling it. <laughs> <laughs> it said, Hugo remembered the strange substance, substance which Nebula had given him. She'd called it cake. A birthday cake. It had gone straight into the disposal. <laughs> That's got you, isn't it? Um, it gone straight into the disposal as soon as Hugo had closed she, she the door. Cake. <laughs> <laughs> what 
what did you say he asked? Oh, what a bastard! He... Yeah, but listen, listen, this is where it gets good. When What did you say he asked? Merry Christmas! Today is Christmas Day! An ancient forgotten custom... Oh, sorry, I need to do a voice for this, don't I? This is Nebula's voice, so... Um, oh! You know, I'm yes, going to do... I'm, I'm going to do maybe... Maybe like a panto voice. Merry Christmas! Today is Christmas Day, an ancient <laughs> forgotten custom. One day of the year, people gave presents to everyone they knew. Why is she crying? <laughs> it says, Hugo said nothing, guessing that uh, what, was a what was to come. Nebula didn't look strange. Her appearance was exactly the same as everyone else. She wore the correct tunic and breeches and her scalp was shaven to ensure a close fit of the wallen helmet he wouldn't have known that she was female unless she told him and he wasn't at all interested what was the relevance of a date um, date like that yeah he's um this this future world thing the, the thing about this particular thing is that he's he's, he's clearly trying to world build but world build within two or three pages uh, inside a porn magazine when nobody yeah, was clearly it's reading quite this. A thing, isn't it? In a, in a smutty mag, yeah. you try and build a full on universe for your smutty story to happen in. That's quite a, an undertaking, isn't it, really? Someone clearly, clearly thought it was. Yeah, <laughs> like it was going to be the new Terminator, or it was going to be like the new Star Wars, but uh, sadly, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah! New <laughs> Because something had gone wrong with Nebula. She was the one in a thousand who had dominant atavistic genes. Hugo remembered a 3V program about it and how such unfortunates had to be tolerated by society. And so I'd like to give you a present, Hugo, oh. Nebula said pr predictably. I don't want a present, Hugo told her. I have everything I need. <laughs> Everyone um, had what they needed, and Hugo certainly didn't want her coming around to his room, trying to get inside and to touch him. She smiled. I'm sending it to you. I hope you like it. It's a new type of wallen. Be seeing you. Merry Christmas. Um, her holographic image shivered for a moment, became, <laughs> became translucent, then swiftly dissolved into nothingness. Hugo switched off the 3V, wondering what the female had been talking about. A new type of wallen? Sent around? If there were a new model wallen, that everyone ought to have one. And if... And now I need to turn the page, because this is one of these ones where they, they skip between all the pictures of uh, distracting boobies. Uh, and if... Oh, uh, yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Uh, Nebula had one. Why did she want to give it to him? A Christmas present. He went to the hatch for his meal, and shortly after having swallowed his proto-veg, he heard a muffled thud at the door. <laughs> oh, a great meal. Um, someone outside was trying to attract his attention. The last person to have done that was Nebula. In fact, the only person to have done that was Nebula. Hugo wasn't sure what to expect when he opened the door, but what he did see was an android. Oh, 
it was very similar to the uh, humanoid robots he worked with, although Hugo had never seen one quite like this. Oh, here we go. I think it's going to start getting interesting now. <gasps> here we go. It's about to get interesting. Come on, <laughs> Mrs. Sexy Android Ladybot. It was unclothed, of course, but oddly shaped. Oh. Wide-hipped. And with two big lumps on its chest, it also had hair on its head, black and curly, and more at the junction of its legs, curly and black. Also, this is a a, a robot with pubic hair. Mm. <laughs> also, like black it. and curly, curly and black. I enjoy yes. how they just mixed up the order of the words. <laughs> so has he never seen a naked lady before then? No, because this is the future. This is the future. This is why he's referred to her as having lumps. What a shit future. Yeah, big lumps on her chest. Um, That's a delightful word for uh, another word for calling them boobs. Is that worse than globes? I'm going to say it probably is. It's probably a bit worse, isn't it? Yeah. It goes, it had facial features not normally associated with an android. A nose, a mouth... Probably even ears under its hair, its massive curly hair. I like the fact that he's kind of going, I wonder if there are ears under that hair. Like that's something that somebody's really going to be interested in. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) And its eyes, they were the strangest of all. They were so real, they could almost be human. Except that no human had ever looked like this. I am an experimental pleasure machine, it said, and you have been chosen to test my efficiency. (laughs) Hugo took a step back, allowing the android to step into the room. Back to Moss again. Yeah. (laughs) And had never. You mentioned about like the curly black hair and stuff. I'm literally just imagining Moss from the (laughs) IT crowd walking into a room and trying to get jiggy this is how he'd probably talk as well this has ruined the whole story oh i'm sorry i'm really not sorry (laughs) he goes uh hugo took a step back allowing the android to step into the room and he had never seen one walk in such a non-robotic fashion it stared at, um, at the thing in confusion then closed the door this was odd most odd do I have to plug you into the electrical circuit? Hugo asked, when he realised that, like all androids, it must have an inbuilt power source. Not exactly, came the reply in its very unmechanical voice. Your plug, you plug yourself into me. Please remove your garments. What? I don't understand. I'm a total pleasure machine. I'm designed to give pleasure to all the, your physical I'm senses. With you plug into me. <laughs> it's going that way, whether you oh like it or God. not. That's like the best. What, what a good little twist. Oh. <laughs> Have I not already given you some degree of visual enjoyment? No, said Hugo, wondering why he should, um, he should be expecting to enjoy looking at a machine particularly one which was a caricature of a naked, fleshy human. But already he was undressing because he was used to taking uh, orders from androids at work. <laughs> so basically... <laughs> Fucking hell! Like, but he did it anyway! Yeah, no. Hugo, 
Hugo just hears yeah, those yeah. androids and thinks he's at work doing his one hour of pressing Hugo. green buttons and red buttons, and there we go. He stood naked. His one hour. His yeah. one hour hard work. Exactly. <laughs> he stood naked in front of the machine, wondering what happened next. Then one of the machine's arms reached out towards him. He took a step backwards, moving out of the thing, the, the thing's way. So he's he's not he's, he's not wishing to refer to her as a her. It's a thing. So there we go. Um, his reaction his reaction was automatic and instinctive, but he had no need to fear an android. It moved closer to him, and this time he kept still. He let the android put its hand on his shoulder. Then the hand slid down slowly to his arm, its robotic fingers stroking his skin. Okay, so for those of you who've listened to previous ones, we know how the stroking of skin is always something, particularly on limbs, isn't it? That seems to be a, a, a definite sex thing of erotica, doesn't it? I'm just reveling in how weird this story is. I'm it's an odd one. It goes, um, is this not pleasant? Asked the auto uh, automaton. <laughs> Hugo, <laughs> Hugo supposed that it was. It certainly wasn't unpleasant, but he didn't reply. The machine took another step towards him till its body was pressed against his. It was not so tall, uh, so tall as he and its hair brushed against his cheek as it leaned its head against his shoulder. The pseudo-flesh was warm wherever it touched him, and the texture was very realistic. The protuberances... Oh, that's like the worst word ever for tits! The what protuberances... What's going on in this story? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell! Because were soft, and yet the synthetic nipples felt quite hard. Uh... The inverted triangle of hair tickled as the android pressed its left thigh between his legs. Both his hands stroked his body from the back of his neck, down his spine, then caressed his buttocks. No, thought Hugo, not unpleasant at all. <laughs> Tentatively, he touched the machine's leg, feeling around towards the front where the imitation hairs were. He wondered what their purpose was and found that they covered a vertical slit in the thing's flesh. <laughs> oh, this is like the worst sex education video in my head ever. It is terrible. As he touched it, it opened its legs wider... The aperture felt damp, as though there was an oil leak. <laughs> this is so disturbing. I know, it's got disturbing very quickly as well, hasn't it? <laughs> yes. Hugo ceased his explorations, but then the android reached down and took hold of what was... Um, uh, of what the man uh, had where the robot itself had nothing except a slit... Ugh. That's not great, is it? Um, That's the, like a really awkward and confusing way of saying she grabbed his dick. I think that so. That's yeah. a really, really complicated way of phrasing it. Okay, <laughs> she's grabbed his dick. Carry on. Could it be curious? Hugo wondered. And why hadn't its manufacturers given it an 
He broke off his mind uh, of his midfoot, realizing that of, of course an android did not care um, eat or drink. The machine turned its head slightly, raising itself up onto its toes and gently chewing on Hugo's earlobe. <laughs> well, you thought he was going to get eaten by an android there for a minute, and then he's like, "It's a cannibalistic android." <laughs> <laughs> one hand clutched his left buttock while the other continued to fondle his genitals hugo didn't move unsure what he should do or how to react his penis had begun to swell and stiffen rising up the way it did when he was ready to make his con contribution to the sperm banks oh we love this world building we really really we do love this world <laughs> Why should it, um, it be doing that now? He couldn't understand what was happening. He pulled away slightly. <laughs> this is so ridiculous. <laughs> he pulled. You can imagine this person thinking that they're the new Isaac Asimov. You know what I mean? Oh, also, I've got a work if published. He to, if he had to get hard to yeah. give his sperm to the sperm bank, mm. he's still going to have had an orgasm in order to have given his sperm. So... I don't understand why he's so confused about why all of these things are happening and how it all comes together, because... He's just had a heavy day pressing green and red buttons, so, ah, you know... he's worn out from the buttons, of course. Sorry, he's, I forgot about that. He's just just mentally confused. <laughs> That's it. He pulled away slightly, looking down to see a mechanical hand firmly wrapped around his um, erection. As he watched, the android began to move it up and down, manipulating him... What was it doing? Uh, uh, what was it doing that for? Oh my god, Hugo. Yeah. The thing let go and also ceased chewing his ear, then whispered, Now, now we must go to the bed. <laughs> it took Hugo by the hand and led him across the room. Lie down, it said, and he, and he obeyed. Of course he did. <laughs> Hugo. Wet blanket Hugo. Yeah, here we go. Hugo might have guessed that it would come to this. The android was going to put the Wallen headset on him, using it, uh, using up what little supply he had left for the day. But he was wrong, because the and the mechanism got onto the bed with him and lay by his side, its hands resuming their caressing. You see. And the machine continued as it tested. Sorry, that voice would be such a boner killer. <laughs> I know. Yes, it is. <laughs> never, ever, if anyone approaches you to do voice work for any of this stuff, say no, Jamie. No, I think I, I think I think I'm, I'm I'm getting quite good at reading erotica these days. It, I think it might help the world's overpopulation issue. Though, well, this is it. Yeah. All, all Rotting robots sounded like this. You'd be like, actually, I think I'm all right today. <laughs> you see, the machine continued as it tested Hugo's penis for rigidity. This is your bodily response to my programming. You are now ready for the next stage. <laughs> so, so saying, the android knelt across Hugo. Its legs straddled him. Gently, it pulled his erection towards the vertical then lowered itself onto him, the man's hardness sliding into the oily aperture he had discovered oh, earlier. Stop calling it oily! It's not sexy. Um, <laughs> Hugo was a bit uncertain about this. 
but he had to admit that his penis felt pretty comfortable. <laughs> oh, dear. Then the, then the android started moving, gently rocking its hips up and down, and Hugo found the sensation caused by the friction of rubbing against the inside of the slit was very pleasant. And each time the android lowered itself, some internal mechanism seemed to squeeze his organ in the most delightful fashion. <laughs> oh my god, what am I reading? Um, I don't know! Why am I listening? The machine leaned, uh, leaned the top of its torso down towards Hugo, its hair brushing against his face, the fleshy part of its chest pressed against him. He started moving his own body, at first up and down in synchronization, then changing the rhythm so that when it moved upwards, he also drew further away. It really was quite nice, and he could feel his pleasure increasing exponentially. But how long before the mechanism switched itself off? Not long, he soon discovered. Oh God, here we go. I've got to turn oh, the page again. Much to his, and turn to page 195, so they buried it right at the back of the magazine. Um, much to his disappointment, the thing climbed off him, saying, Now I must lie underneath, so that you can properly control me. Oh, come on. The machine took his place um, on the bed, opening its legs wider. Hugo tried to kneel above, but instead the android pulled him on top of it his legs sliding between the creature's own lower limbs. Hugo attempted to find the slit and resume his position inside, but the opening was difficult to... Um... Oh, come on, Hugo! <laughs> but I've was... got my head in my hands Have you? currently. Goes, yes. but the, it was the, the opening was difficult to locate. Oh, mate, bless you. Sensing there was a problem... The android used one of its hands to guide Hugo's aim and then continued sliding his penis half in, half out. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Oh. What Hugo felt only bore a slight resemblance to the way the Wallen affected him. The new version was uh, infinitely superior. His whole body was involved in what was happening. Every muscle, every nerve was being stimulated, not just the part of him in direct contact with the machine. He could hear his own breathing and his heart pounding, sense the blood pulsing through his veins, and the almost believed he could detect these in the android too. Although, of course, that was quite impossible. Oh, <laughs> uh, I think we know where this story is going, but oh, carry yeah. on. Yeah. And instead of reaching a constant level, Hugo's enjoyment was increasing every second. It seemed as though something was building up inside him demanding release he didn't know what it was although it appeared to be centered on the penis radiating <laughs> across every atom of his being it appeared to be centered on the penis <laughs> <laughs> hugo thrust harder faster trying to reach the top before the inevitable happened and the machine shut down the android was responding like his own image in a mirror it also moved faster, panting on, um, panting out its um, imitation breath, its flesh damp with simulated sweat. This is oh, things I don't on. want in a robot. But um, clue in, clue yeah. in, Hugo. 
any moment now, Hugo realised, um, and he'd um, he'd be there. But where? Oh, this is all weird <laughs> and strange weird. for Hugo. <laughs> yes. Another one, two strokes, and he found out. He closed his eyes and stopped moving as he reached the ultimate climax. No more than half aware of what happened, only conscious of the um, mingled ecstasy and relief, satisfaction and achievement. Oh, wow. That's a lot of words. It is, isn't it? He's just passed out and turned into a thesaurus now. That's what happens. (laughs) After a while, Hugo extracted himself from the android embrace. What's that? Pleasurable, Hugo. Hugo looked at it, at her, and she removed the black wig. Merry Christmas, said Nebula. It was Nebula. Big shock horror. Oh, my God, we did not see that coming. No. Hugo leaned back, fell off the bed, and Nebula laughed. Hugo was amazed and... Yeah. Hugo was amazed and appalled, disgusted and delighted. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's oh, what okay. happens when you used to do it in the old days, Nebula explained. <laughs> At Christmas, said Hugo, <laughs> uttering the first words that came into his head, and he stood up. Whenever they wanted. Um, an amazing invention, Hugo said slowly as he tentatively reached out to touch Nebula's soft um, left breast, uh, rolling the nipple against his palm. But he shook his head in bewilderment, then sat down at the edge of the bed. There would be a time for questions later, but right now he wanted more answers. This, Nebula told him, is a kiss. And she proceeded to show him. Later, when they were both properly clad, Nebula took Hugo walking. What, like he's a dog? (laughs) Come on, come on, Hugo! (laughs) That was something he had never done before. Not outside, not when it was dark, but he'd done a lot today that he'd never done before. No one could see them, and they walked hand in hand, saying nothing. Hugo looked up into the stars and one of the pale points of light suddenly became a hundred times brighter, flaring into brilliant whiteness. Was this a new star being born? Spectacularly <laughs> celebrating Hugo's first Christmas. Oh my god, so they're trying to equate this to the like the story of the baby Jesus. <laughs> but no, after a mere few seconds, the light faded. It had only been the flash of retro rockets as a moonship returned to Soulport. <laughs> He's still adamant on doing this world building, isn't he? I'm sticking with it. Yeah. After finally leaving Nebula's room, Hugo made his way back to his own level. There was a woman walking along the corridor ahead of him. Until today, he would never have recognised the feminine sway of her hips and neither would he have cared. He increased his uh, speed to catch up with her. Mary- oh, God, no! No, what, what have you done, Nebula? You turned Hugo into a creepy stalker man. <laughs> Merry Christmas, he said. Who could tell? Maybe it would catch on. And that, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, is an old-time Christmas 
from Mayfair from December 1986. What the hell just happened? I'm really not too sure. Questions about everything right now. <laughs> what is this world? Why don't they go outside? Why are there no restrictions to them going outside when they have gone outside? What? Just, I don't understand any of it. It makes no sense. I can only imagine that this guy had a story, and then, and then he he was trying to get it published. Couldn't get it published it anywhere. He got turned down everywhere. He'd been to every book publisher with this concept of this story. And then they just went, I tell you what, we can put it in Mayfair's December, but can you just make it a little bit Christmassy? Can you make it a bit Christmassy? <laughs> it's like, ha, huh, if I tie in connotations of the baby Jesus being born with the shooting star and a bit like Scrooge at the end, then spish bash bosh, I've got me a sexy futuristic Christmas story. <laughs> I feel like these are genres that should never have been put together, and what has ha- come out is a really disturbing. This just doesn't really make sense. Story. Correct. Yes. Yes. So. I. Oh, what? A, uh. So our challenge for this Christmas is. Oh God! I forgot that there's even going to be challenges too. Yeah. Oh, what? What now, Jamie? Is in in some part or some way, given the fact that this is quite honestly probably one of the busiest times of year for both of us, um, to create a new Christmas story. Um, it could incorporate <laughs> the baby Jeebus as well, but um, with Hugo and Nebula, and with Moss the android, and uh, and this with the Wallen. Yes, yes. So let's see if we can make this into a new Christmas tradition. Um, <laughs> Where this poor person who wrote this story was clearly thinking that maybe at some point, you know, Spielberg would call up and he would have a franchise on his hands. But uh, why isn't this a film already? No. <laughs> oh, that's. Oh, I'm. My head is reeling. I feel like I need to go and just. If you can send me the pages, I feel like I need to just read this again to. I'm going to send it to you. I'm going to send it to you. Grasp what's just happened. That's my gift to you. I will. I will Thank I will, you. I will put I them. I will treasure it always. I will send those. I will send those to you now. But for everybody who's um, everybody who's listening, listen. <laughs> thanks so much for, le- for for putting up with us over the last three months. Uh, we will be back. <laughs> we will be back next year with more nonsense. But uh, uh, I think we both like to say a very very happy Christmas. Uh, That's true. And. Uh, <laughs> And we'll see you next year. <laughs> uh, very, very Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye.